You're listening to the Townsville Chamber cast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Townsville Chamber cast where I step away from the editing suite and flex my interrogative muscles whilst also introducing you to our brand new-ish CEO, Michael Kern, who will be your new host of the Townsville Chamber cast moving forward. Stepping into Ross's big old smelly shoes, you have now been the Chief Executive Officer of the Townsville Chamber of Commerce for four weeks, Michael. Can you share with us a little bit about your background and what enticed you to actually apply for the role in the first place? Well, thanks, Claire, for that lovely introduction. And I certainly look forward to trying to fill Ross's smelly boots to the extent that I can. But yeah, look, just by way of background, uh, you know, born in Townsville, I've had my primary and secondary education in Townsville, and together with my beautiful wife and two fantastic children, we're all graduates of James Cook University. Um, I walked away with a Bachelor of Commerce and then went on to do a Chartered Accounting and Chartered Secretary qualifications. And I worked in the CBD and Chartered Accounting um, in those early years, and certainly that was a highlight in terms of um, part of the job coming back into the CBD And I guess in addition to my work, I've also undertaken a number of community service activities and being on the boards of Rotary Club of Townsville West, Cootharinga Society of North Queensland, Australian Festival of Chamber Music, St Joseph's Mundingborough Primary School and Tennis Townsville, where I served as uh, president for three years. And I guess if I was to summarise all that, I'd, I'd say I have a real sort of passion for Townsville. I want to see it grow and prosper and I have a real connection to the Townsville business community. Um, Many of you more mature listeners will remember the presence and influence that the Kern Brothers and later the Kern Corporation had in Townsville and beyond, uh, developing suburbs such as the Willows, High Vista, Stableford and many houses built in many suburbs as well as shopping centres all along the coastline, hotels and office buildings. And the most memorable, of course, being the uh, Brisbane Winter Garden Centre and Grosvenor Place in Sydney. Uh, my father, Ron Kern, ran the company with his brothers, Lionel and Stan. Uh, by sheer coincidence, the chamber offices are located in Northtown, which was constructed by Kern Corporation when they redeveloped the old town hall. And I'd have to say, Claire, that, you know, during COVID, I came to admire and respect the Townsville business community for the risks the business owners and operators took and the resilience they showed to survive, the dedication and commitment they showed to keep their staff employed against all odds um, in unprecedented times. So I guess moving to your question about you know why I signed up as you know CEO of the Townsville Chamber of Commerce, I'm very humbled by the board to give me that opportunity to do so. My last contract involved managing Agforce Cane, a sugar cane growing organisation, and Agforce's fourth commodity, and I represented and became the voice for our sugar cane growing members in the Burdekin, Herbert, and Mackay, and so. I suppose putting all that together, my passion for towns and my skills and experience, I was both excited and humbled to be given the opportunity to represent the business community in Townsville. And I sense that there's a real growing confidence in Townsville, which is so well positioned to surge ahead with all the projects going on and those that are approved and proposed into the future. Uh, and, and just look also, the presence of a young chamber is so exciting as well, you know, to see young talent, the future leaders of this region and the opportunity for them to sort of grow as part of that chamber. It's quite exciting. You certainly have the passion for Townsville and Townsville business, as I think that a lot of us do, especially everyone here at the Townsville Chamber. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the Young Chamber because it is a new, uh, new-ish 
uh, reinvigorated arm of the chamber. Um, but I guess you've been in the role for four weeks now. Have you been able to get some clarity around the importance of the role and the important role that the chamber plays? Look, that's a good question, Claire, because I think that was one of the things that I'd established very early on that was important to do, was just getting that clarity around the role the chamber plays and various other organisations, you know, in the region. And we know our charter sort of asks, um, or directs us really, to ask questions, inquire and and agitate about the businesses of trade and commerce and manufacturing industry. We know we're there to protect and promote and advocate um, on behalf of our members and their business interests, and also to inform our members about statistics, practices, changes and opportunities and challenges. So that's a very clear uh, mandate in the actual rules. And I think um, part of that, for example, was where the Chamber has been directly responsible for the introduction of the reinsurance pool. And we need to keep fighting hard to ensure what has started on the 1st of July this year provides the much sought after relief from skyrocketing insurance premiums, supposedly the result of excessive reinsurance premiums paid by insurance companies as part of each business operator's insurance premium. So that's an important thing that we um, have got very clear uh, role to play and we're leading that charge. And I think we're certainly perfectly positioned um, to lead the employment discussion in the region, unlocking Townsville's economic potential and ultimately helping to move the city forward. I think the Chamber also provides regular opportunities for its members to make connections and network, but most importantly, I mean, the role, well, the opportunity, quite frankly, for the Chamber to use the power of the collective to continually highlight the positives of working, living and visiting this great city. And we all have a role to play here, along with a constant focus on building confidence for the future. And if we reflect on the Chamber's 140 years in existence, and let's not understate that. There's not many organisations that can claim they've been around for 140 years. It's an amazing achievement. And it's quite apparent that the Chamber has a tradition and history of making a difference. And I think that's something that uh, really makes the Chamber stand out. I just wanted to touch on that for a second too because the Chamber is 140 years old and it is so rare, especially for a a membership-funded volunteer-based organisation to survive that long. It's 140 years of people saying, yes, this is a worthwhile cause. So the importance of the Chamber, it's still there even under 140 years. I I just really wanted to touch on that point because I think it's a huge milestone that everyone currently and in the past really should be very, very proud of. But stepping on to the, I guess, to the next point, you've um, you've been meeting with our members and they're, they're the ones who keep us alive for the last 140 years. And not only have you been meeting with our members, but you've been meeting with key stakeholder groups, including government organisations, departments, all levels, local, state and fed. Do you have a sense of what some of the challenges Townsville is facing? Yes, the first and most obvious is just the rising costs of operating a business. Um, And people talk about living costs, but there's also operating business costs, which are very important. Uh, Interest, inflation, and that's, of course, caused by price increases. Um, You've got petrol, electricity, insurance, materials, transport. And then you move on to staffing shortages. And we're hearing it constantly uh, from our members that they could employ more people, they could take on more work, but they just can't get those extra staff. 
Um, we know the government have set up the opportunities for international people to be brought in. Uh, but again, those things do take time. So staffing shortages is, is, is a big issue, particularly with all these new projects coming on stream. We really need to attract people to the region. And of course, the next point is, is affordable housing. So having got them to the region, affordable housing is a big issue. And sometimes it's a case of some people can't afford a particular house. And in other cases, it's the fact that someone who is expecting a certain standard of house when they come here to take up a senior role are unable to find that particular appropriate accommodation. So affordable housing is an issue. Um, and of course, the fair share of government funding in any process where we want to see Townsville transition into a much bigger city and more productive city, that transition requires um, transmission. And the energy needed to generate, for instance, uh, the hydrogen that everyone keeps talking about, uh, the roads, the water storage, dams, both new and raising of existing walls. So we need that fair share of government funding coming this way. And we did get some in the recent Commonwealth budget, but unfortunately there are a number of big things that were rejected. Um, some deferred, but some of them outright rejected. And I guess the other important thing that I think a lot of people are talking about are some of the opportunities coming up in the future, whether it's the Commonwealth, uh, the Olympic Games in 2032 or other big projects. I think one of the things that concerns me is whether or not the businesses and the community, whether they're ready for that growth and success. Those things don't happen overnight. And I think it's important for businesses to be prepared for the future because Townsville will be successful. There's no doubt about that. And we just need to make sure that the infrastructure's here, the accommodations here, uh, all of the facilities we need, and of course the people, the skilled workers themselves all need to be here. And that's what is essential before we can start um, you know, growing this region. I can tell while you're talking that you are hugely passionate about Townsville and you've got very deeply embedded roots here. Um, so I'm not going to go too much into those topics that you discuss because I'm sure that there's going to be several EDMs and media releases and media calls and possibly podcasts about some of those topics. So because we're trying to keep this little intro one nice and short and sweet, I'm just going to jump right into what do you think might be coming down the chute as far as topics for our regular podcast of close to 3,000 listeners. And you would think just this small little Townsville Chamber cast might just only be listened to in Townsville, but we're, we're a big listener base, but your bigger ones are Cairns, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, even internationally, such as New Zealand, the UK, and even over in the States. So to inform our listeners locally, nationally and internationally, what are some of the topics that we can expect? Yeah, Claire, look, that was uh, certainly when I came to the chamber, I was absolutely staggered at the reach that the podcast had in terms of the people and the wide um, variety of regions, states and or countries that uh, were listening to the podcast. So hopefully that means that some people find some interest in some of the topics that we present. And looking ahead into the future, we will have some of our podcasts that we have already covered by our, cha our very popular uh, Chamber on Tap, where people go to the tap house and have a nice wine and listen to somebody present. And we often turn those around then into podcasts. And we've had two recently that will very quickly emerge as a podcast. 
uh, certainly Dr. Marcus Powell with uh, his Scale Up Your Business Sustainability to, sh to Ensure Success and Damien Scanlon's uh, When to Reinvest in Your Business and Yourself. And of course, we uh, recently um, spoke to Carl Valentine about the federal budget analysis and the recent October 22 budget. So they're three that will definitely be on there, but we'd like to think we might be able to sneak in at least a couple more. And if not immediately before the end of the year, they will certainly be there at the beginning of the year. So our listeners will have a nice continuity of podcasts podcast to sit on the beach and listen to and they may well cover really important topics at the moment such as cyber security um, with all the breaches that are occurring and the concerns that must be giving people in terms of their private information being made available to hackers and other scammers. The other important one is to ensure that our business network connectivity is taking full advantage of what's available through our suppliers and wholesalers because there's some huge savings to be made uh, by increasing our connectivity. So you may well see a podcast talking about are you getting enough fibre in your business diet uh, somewhere in the future. And the last one I think we may be able to squeeze in certainly in before the first couple of weeks in January will be about mentally healthy cities and business owners. Very much the focus has been on employees and staff to date. But there's an element out there of business owners who have been toughing it out for a couple of years now. They've been through COVID. They've been through all sorts of um, trials and tribulations, whether it be floods, whether it be, uh, well, not cyclones up this way. We don't have them in towns. I haven't had, well, I think we've had one in 50 years. I've lived here from 2016 <laughs> and I've never seen one. So, <laughs> um, But certainly the focus here is on the business owners and what they've been going through and probably the lack of help they've had to um, um, support them in their journey. And I really, truly do worry about some of our uh, business owners and operators um, and trying to help them um, be part of a healthy city. So there's a couple at least, a little teaser, a bit of a tempter um, in terms of what might be in the future. And please feel free to write to the Chamber if you think there's an important topic that should be covered in a podcast and we'd love to um, make sure we've got the information. Look, no doubt there'll be also some updates on the reinsurance pool and also staffing shortages. We'll probably have some issues around that, but uh, they'll probably be more a media focus rather than necessarily the podcast. Uh, very nice, Michael. I mean, we're probably going a little bit longer than we had anticipated for this uh, short little intro one, but you and I both love a chat. We're both a little bit chatty. So I might just finish that one there, but just no pressure, Michael, really is what I'm going to say, um, considering that we're an international podcast. So no pressure in terms of presenting uh, really good content for our audience. Thank you, Claire. I'm not going to take that pressure at all. Uh, international audience and international reputation. Look, if we can maintain our listener base and, and attract people's interest, uh, favourable or unfavourable, I'd just love to see people engage, particularly our members. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, let's, let's just make Townsville a success and let it grow and prosper into the future. And highlight worldwide how amazing Townsville is to live and visit. Absolutely, Claire. Look, you know, um, we heard it on the ABC radio the other day talking about all the wonderful things there is about living in Townsville. And that's the type of positive attitude I think we've got to have in promoting this Sydney. Sure, there's some crime in this city, but it's no worse than many other cities. It's just that those other cities decide not to, to um, project that or um, give the perception that things are so bad. So I think we've all got a really important role there to think about the positives of this city, talk them up and really attract all of those visitors, employees, um, 
staff and uh, investors into this great city. And who knows, we might see the next Singapore or the next Venice established right here in Townsville. Oh, that would be nice. That would be so nice. Well, thank you, Michael, for joining me on this one. And we, uh, we look forward to hearing you for your next podcast. Thanks very much, Claire. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Townsville Chambercast. Remember to subscribe so you're the first to know when new episodes are released. The Townsville Chamber of Commerce would like to acknowledge our corporate partners. James Cook University, 106.3 Star FM, External IT and NQAV for their continued support.